0: Thank you once again to Poe the Passenger for the intro and outro music. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Poe the Passenger. Today's guest, we have actress-creator Stacey Mosley. Stacy started out as a child actress in New York City, booking any teenager's dream as a series regular on a TV show called Swan's Crossing. You can listen to how Saved by the Well completely squashed that teenager's dream. It's a really fascinating story. Stacey eventually moved to Los Angeles and has been continuing pursuing her passion for about 35 years. Stacey has appeared in so many TV shows, it's insane. Some just include Lie to Me, Jane the Virgin, Grey's Anatomy, Shameless, Fresh Off the Boat, and Young Sheldon, just literally just to name a few, because there are so many. I'm also theming these episodes as well. It is so important to have a life outside of acting, I know that sounds ridiculous but I know that when I was teenager in my early 20s all I could think about was acting. So I didn't really live a life if that makes sense because all I could think and breathe and whatever was acting. But not to sound like a complete cheese ball you really do have to enjoy the journey because that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. Anyway so that's the theme of today's episode. Stacy has also created her own web series called Missed America based on her experiences as beauty pageant queens as a child and teen. You can follow Stacy on Twitter and Instagram at Stacy R. Mosley. Enjoy everybody and welcome Stacy. Welcome to the show, Stacy. And you have you started acting at nine. Yes, technically. Um I would I
1: started my parents knew that I wanted to do something like this when I was about three, actually because we were in church and I'm in from the south in Virginia and we were in church and like the children's choir was up on the stage singing and I had a meltdown because (laughs) I wanted to be up there and they didn't know what to do with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah it was yeah Uh, so I freaked out because I wanted to be up and be in front of people so they what you do in the south because there wasn't a lot to do um they put me in dance lessons and mm-hmm. then I did pageants
0: oh that's right I
1: forgot like like little that. miss pageants yes so <laughs> I was not like a John Bonet. I was much more natural and that was kind of before that whole sort of like crazy pageant world like kicked in in the south like,
0: like I, the one with the fake that. teeth and
1: yes and the huge hair and the ridiculous so it was much more mellow than I think what people perceive of as child pageants mm-hmm but because of that I started like entertaining at local festivals and things like that in the area uh just doing dancing and singing and someone saw me and said you would be really good for Annie you should contact my agent in New York and we were like this is you you hear these stories and you think mm-hmm. it's ridiculous and so I guess I was about seven or eight at that point point. and so I started taking like getting into little theater at my hometown and got a local agent, and then we reached out to this agent that someone gave me their number, and I didn't know who it was. Um, and it happened to be like one of the biggest kids agents in New York. And nice. so I signed with them, but we, don't, we didn't really sign at that time. And I started commuting from Virginia to New York for auditions. So we would like take Piedmont Airlines. There was like this airline, it was $19 from New York to, yeah. to, to Virginia where we live. So we would take Piedmont Airlines or we would take Greyhound bus or we would take the Amtrak or like whatever we could to get up to New York for auditions. And I kept getting closer and closer and closer. And then finally at 10, I booked booked like my first legit job as Annie in a dinner theater just outside of the city but they would hire professional equity actors from the city and it was in Connecticut and I got my equity card from that and that's what started it. Wow we were supposed to stay for three months in New York and we lived in this horrible sublease with this oh god there was this kid that we like shared an apartment because he was doing a show at the same time and our agents kind of like connected us and he he was just an awful human being he made, our, made my life miserable at 10 like sexual assaulting me like literally at like 10 years old he was horrible and I didn't know even how to connect it at that time what it was you know Yeah. Um, But anyway, so we were supposed to be there for three months and we stayed in this apartment with this other family. And then 10 years later, I had never left New York really.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And just kept working, doing TV and commercials and theater and all the stuff that was there. So
0: So when did you book the TV show? Remind me that it's Swan. Swan, Swan's Crossing. Oh yeah. Swan's (laughs) Crossing. Because I remember you telling (laughs) us about this when we were in class. When yeah. you and I remember you saying how if Saved by the Bell hadn't come along. <laughs> Saved by the Bell literally d- killed my career and
1: <laughs> because I wasn't on it. <laughs> uh, yeah so this series called Swan's Crossing now this is what we were told sort of by the higher ups you know that it was a teen soap opera that they didn't think would go very well nothing was you know like they just didn't think it was going to be a big deal. But I mean, to this day, we still have like a cult following. Oh my gosh, this Sunday, I'm actually doing like a swans viewing Zoom party that I'm attending. And I'm like the celebrity guest, you know, like to, like as one of the characters, like people are still really obsessed with the show. It's crazy. There's like Facebook groups and it, it's just nuts um So, the show, it was 60 episodes. We shot like 60 episodes one summer when I was 16, 1992. It was like the most mm-hmm. pivotal year of my life as an actor. And they didn't think it was going to go. But then we did this sort of like, a, it, I don't know how to explain this. So, after the show in New York City, we shot in Astoria, Queens at the Astoria Studios there. One of the episodes, they were like, come meet the cast at Planet Hollywood. And so, all of us teenagers were like, nobody's gonna show up who's gonna come see us you know it's like no big deal and so there's like seven or eight of us I guess that were in the limo driving there and we pull up and we all started like freaking out because the line of people waiting to meet us was like around like Planet Hollywood was on 57th Street in New York and it was like around an entire New York City block like like so we just big. didn't and we we all were like like you could see like the look on all of our faces like oh my god they, they know who we are. This is like <laughs> insane. And so it got a huge cult following. We, we had like action figures. We would go to like Toys R Us and like sign our action figures and stuff. And we were in like teen magazines and Tiger Beat and all this stuff. And I just thought my life was like, that was it. Like mm-hmm. I hit it. I'm gonna be a teen star. Like that So was how it. old are you? Like I was 16, 16 and I was like in my break between sophomore to junior year, is that right? no junior to senior one of those i think junior to senior yeah junior to senior so it was like that summer Uh um and we got picked up like we finished our 60 episodes every single day we shot a new series like a new episode it was like a soap opera we shot it like a soap so we would shoot a 30 minute soap opera every single day all summer long that's what we did and then we got told that we got picked up and everybody was like, oh my gosh. So it was hitting all these markets all across the country. It was huge, Every, our, you know, like our fan base was enormous. I, we put went on hiatus for two weeks and thinking that we were gonna go back and gonna be big stars. And I went out for a run. I was in Virginia and came home and my mom said, sit down. And they moved our time slot from like four in the afternoon to six in the morning, which is mm. absurd. Because that time slot had already been given to "Say by the Bell," and so that's why "Say by the Bell" destroyed my career. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it basically New York was like the, our biggest market was New York, and they said we can't get a following at six in the morning. And then they pulled, and then all the other markets pulled, and the show got canceled. And so that was it. <sighs> yeah and I think at any other time in my life I would have been less traumatized but that was a big deal at 16 not you know I've been doing this for a long time you know at that point six years and a lot of close calls a lot of um like Broadway contracts that I'd signed and then they put the show on the on the shelf because of funding and then it came back and I was too tall or you know so like as you as a child in this business it's not always just your talent or if you're working but it's as with anything it's so many other factors of whether you succeed or what you perceive as success yeah and as a kid I just saw fame as my success so I thought this show was going to be it
0: Um, I think at 16 a lot of people do though because I remember at 16 I was just like that's all I wanted that's all you want I'm not gonna lie about it because I'm just like that is all I wanted I wanted to be like the next Kate Winslet or Karen do you know what I mean yeah absolutely and And yeah So I can imagine grateful for it. And
1: so, I mean, no, no, no kidding. Like years of therapy and years (laughs) of like (laughs) understanding that this business is screwed up in many ways. Uh um, And doesn't really take its time with child actors and parents of child actors and studio execs and all of this to really prepare kids and teens for the business side of this, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just reading someone on Instagram, actually, who's talking a lot about this right now. She was a child actor. You know, there's, there's no, there's no guidebook for this to prepare kids. You know, you're either like really successful as a kid, and then you end up in rehab. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like the storyline, or you're really successful. And then you leave the business and you have what's considered a quote, normal life. There's, there's not, there's like not a lot of in between. And I'm kind of that in between because I did leave the business. I went to college and tried to be quote unquote normal for a while and I just couldn't do it. it I missed the work. I missed the the creativity and the performance and that's why I came out to LA.
0: It's so. see, that's the other thing too. I find that just the fact that you came back and mm-hmm. continued, it's like such a, I don't want to, it's not a ballsy move, but it's a really, that means that you're super passionate about this whole thing. Truly. And yeah. the fact that you've been doing it for so long and you, I mean, I'm sure you got dated at some points because oh. that's natural. <laughs> Daily, <laughs> <laughs> but like that is um, completely yeah. natural, especially when you had so many close calls and you basically right. had a yeah. TV show that was literally like
1: in front we of. We were like, we were know? like right before 90210. We were like, like just before that. And when you tell yeah. people like, oh yeah, I was in Swan's Crossing, and they're like, I remember that show. That was so weird. It's like it was weird. Uh, my character lived in a yellow submarine. Like I mean, like there were just strange elements to the show, and it was just a bunch of rich, rich kids and teen drama. That's what it was about. Um, but yeah, I, I have a ton of moments of being jaded. Um, when I, my first ten years of being in LA was really, really hard um, because I'd been an actor in New York as a kid, and everything when I say it came easily, it didn't come easily because I didn't work hard at it or take voice lessons and acting lessons and, you know, get on the subway by myself at 11 to go to auditions and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was that I had established a career in New York and getting an audition for a series regularly was standard for me during pilot season. Yeah. When I came to LA, I couldn't get a door to open for me for, you know, a one word co-star for five years, basically. And it was, (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just i feel like i want to start crying right now oh, because no. like, that's exactly how I'm that's doing. my life um yeah it's it and i
1: really had to make that decision and i will well seriously i will say therapy helped me a lot uh-huh. having things that were incredibly important to me besides the business helped mm-hmm. me as well and also like i met my husband and he he actually moved from texas and we were like you know if things aren't successful by the time i'm 30 we'll just go back to texas um, and then I kept getting closer to 30 and I was like oh my gosh I haven't booked a guest star yet I haven't you know I'm not making my living only as an actor and and he just kind of stopped me I was like it's okay I like LA we're not going anywhere keep doing oh what you love um
0: that's good as well because I do think that just you talking about your husband saying that you're not going to go anywhere yeah that you're going to stay in LA that is another thing I remember you told us and bear in mind how long ago was that that was in 2008 and I still remember these little nuggets that you said
1: oh wow oh god I hope I didn't say anything really bad that's still
0: sticking. no (laughs) no it was it was only um I don't think you said anything bad but you bought in your newborn child yes um and then you just said I think it was like one of the last couple of days that we were in the studio and you just said never settle and that always stuck with me and then you met your husband and he's amazing. He's, <laughs> oh my God, he's like freaking pixie dust. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. I uh, I, I found
1: a unicorn, no question. Exactly. And, yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be as successful as I, and I, I mean, granted, like I look at my success as a 16 year old and my success now in my forties, I love my success now so much more than what I had then. And it's nowhere near as what people would consider successful. Does that make sense? But, Absolutely. And it's all, because of my husband's support, no question, mm-hmm. and, and my comfort in knowing what I want in my life, which is a nice house and kids and my husband and things that are as important to me as my career, but don't pay the bills too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you know, so having a full life is so important to make yourself a better actor and to be more interesting in the room and to be more interesting to the work you put on on you know on camera. So. Yeah.
0: And I think that's really, really true as well, because I do remember there was a point when I was probably like 15, 16, but that's all I could focus on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything else. I didn't want to yeah. do anything. Even when I was at university, like I actually took a break when I was at university because I went traveling and just did like an exchange abroad and all that stuff because I was like, this is the time to do this stuff. Because Absolutely. after I was like going to hit the ground running, which I did. And then I just feel like when you take a step back and realize that you're not living because all you're doing is like pursuing this really hard <laughs> and intense career choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when you don't have the people around you that support you and all that stuff, because you haven't made room for them yet, it's exactly. really, it's really hard. So when I kind of took a, a beat and was just like, okay, I just need to reevaluate a little bit. Yeah. And then I, I started dating my husband and I was like, oh, we're going out for drinks. What? What is it? Because I, I, I mean, would literally I just spend do. all my time on the internet trying to research stuff or trying to find Uh audition you know what I mean and it was just like it took all of my time and so now I actually I even though I'm still not booking even co-stars yet or any of that stuff which is fine because it's it will happen when it happens it will I still I feel so much better just knowing that I have all of the stuff that I've created around me now absolutely you know what I mean and so and
1: you you I mean I it's a little woo-woo but you know I I actually, I, this is what I wanted. And I, I sort of, I've made my vision boards and I'm, you know, like all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like I, I, if you don't have a path, I was actually talking to my manager about this yesterday. Like if you don't have a vision for what you want in your life, no one else can see it too. And there's, whether you believe in God or universe or, you know, fairy dust, whatever it is, like, if you're not putting it out there, it's not going to come back to you. And I, I really believe that. So I prayed a lot. I'm a Christian, and I prayed a lot. And my husband came to me, and um, I imported him from Texas because <laughs> 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 finding men in LA is very hard. And uh, I didn't expect hard, it. we yeah, got, yeah. yeah we didn't we got married very young for for LA terms I guess I was like, 26 and he was 30 so um, yeah but that being said I've worked more in my 40s than I have my entire other career here in Los
0: Angeles so just backing up a little bit so you sure. came from New York to LA yeah and so you said like the first five years was could, just a struggle just to even just get
1: oh brutal brutal and I expected just to like get an agent and start auditioning and book a series mm-hmm. because that's in New York I you know signed yeah. several deal memos and just I had auditions all the time and finally I you know after you know about a year I kind of called my old manager in New York and I said I know you're not Interested in repping me, but I need some help. You know, like I don't even know where to begin. And he said, call this person. She used to be an agent at your office, and now she's at this one. And so that helped me get my first LA agent, like a big one at the time. I don't think they even exist anymore. But they never got me out because I had no LA credits. I didn't know anything about typing. You know how to what my type was or how how to even look a, like cute walking into an audition. Like you know, I just I just didn't know who I was at all in my twenties in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah at all no I mean I didn't even like I don't think I knew how to like do my hair like that stuff had just all been done for me in New York you know yeah so it was it was a weird thing for me to try to present myself I also was never like like I think at the time when I was in my 20s it was like super like right after 90210 and it was a ton of like those um god not CW what was right before the CW I can't remember like Melrose Place everybody was just like hot you know, like, and I've never been the hot girl. And I don't think reps knew what to do with me. I was just sort of this sort of weird anomaly. And then I kept thinking, I feel like when I become a mom, I'm going to work. And that's exactly what happened. I started auditioning and do, I found workshops and started networking on my own doing you know casting director workshops and building relationships. Um, I got a smaller agency, not a big one that I got lost in. And they started submitting me for co-stars and things. Um, and and I've taken, you know, like four steps forward and then two steps back when I had kids and took a year off after my second. And now this year, actually just two weeks ago, I'm happy to say I finally, I got a recurring guest star credit on my resume, which I'm thrilled about. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's actually just from relationships. The whole last year during quarantine, Mm -hmm. Um, I just before quarantine I shot five tv shows and a feature film and then during quarantine I shot um, an Emmy winning um, streaming tv show for twitch Um, I jumped in on the third season and was a recurring guest star in that and then I shot a commercial and then I just got called yeah a month ago basically they wrote my character into all-american again and um, I'm getting a recurring guest star which is awesome um, so it's it's taken time, and I'll say that guest star on All American that was from a relationship I built in an acting studio twenty years ago.
0: Wow!
1: Of um, an actress there is now the showrunner in K.C. Carroll, and she's incredible. And we've stayed friends. Um, I did an episode of Bones while she was a writer on the show, and so mm-hmm. she saw my work. And then this is crazy, but in 2019, uh, December 2019, she called me at like two in the afternoon. I was in my car and I, I was like hi what's up and I expected her to be like can you pick my kids up you know like yeah <laughs> and she said what are you doing tomorrow and I was like nothing and she said can you be on set and this is after she's already at, you know the showrunner for All American um so we had to rewrite and do some rescheduling and I don't have time to audition someone and we had to add a character and I expected it to be just a small coaster but it ended up being mm-hmm. like four scenes fantastic and I got written back in last week I shot it so yeah so but that's 20 yeah. years ago I built that relationship yeah never intending that she would ever be a showrunner or that I you know like it, it was yeah. just that we were actors together at the same studio where I met you um, oh, interesting. Okay. yeah and then the series that I shot over quarantine that was from a workshop a casting director I met through a workshop and she just called me directly um a commercial I shot in December was from an an actor, uh, a friend of mine that I met as an actor originally 20 years ago, and now she's a producer. So it, you know, these things I didn't even audition for, and I'm just kind of getting, which is great. And I think that's where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, ultimately in this business, my, like my manager said yesterday, we we're having a sort of a game plan meeting, a strategizing meeting. And he said, I want them thinking about you before they get the script. Yes. Mm-hmm. They want to fit you in somewhere as opposed to who's going to be this character. Mm hmm. When they read the script, and yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. So yeah, but I took a lot of steps back throughout having kids, throughout deciding if this is what I wanted to do. You know, again, every day I think in my 30s I was like, "Is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to do?" And then I hit, you know, my 40s, and I've worked more in the past five years than I had since I got to LA. So
0: I think that is a really important thing as well, because when, especially when I was in my very like late teens, early 20s you always just, especially in England, because like when you see the Keira Knightley's and the Kate Winslet's and all of that, mm-hmm. those actors who started doing films at 15 right. and they hit the big time, they hit their stride when they're like 19, 20. Yeah. So you, you, I put so much pressure on myself personally. To be there, and, yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of actors do that because right. they just say, like, okay, I have to be, I have to be so successful by the time I'm 23 and this, any and the other. And it's so stressful And even when I came to LA the first time, I was, I think I just turned 23. And then I was just like, it was only that time that I had a lot of the casting people at that studio just be like, you're too young right now. Like when you hit like... like But no, I was told that I had to be. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's
1: so not true. I think, and I think hitting early, I mean, thank God my series didn't go when I was 16. I probably mm would have burned out, you know? I wasn't mature enough to be a good actor, one, because I look at those tapes and I'm like, oh my God, that's awful. Um, You have to find who you are as a human being before that can come across Mm -hmm. on camera. I really believe that. And, and then
0: just like I know so many actors who we all know, like Ricky Gervais and Adam yeah. um, uh, Rickman. Like they didn't hit their stride until they are in their forties.
1: Exactly. And Kathy, I
0: love, there's a story. I don't know if you know about Kathy Justin. Do you know who she is?
1: No. Um, so she was on the West Wing as the, sec- whose secretary was she? I can't remember, but she was character actress, like sort of real sassy. She kind of had a, like a raspy voice. And What's her name? She- uh, Kathy Justin, J-O-O-S-T-E-N. J-O-O-S-T-E-N she didn't start, like decide to become an actor until she was in her 40s. It's crazy. And did workshops, did casting director workshops here and then did co-stars. And then suddenly she gets this recurring on West Wing and she wins an Emmy. And like, (laughs) but, and then she worked consistently. Unfortunately, she passed away, but she, you know, she worked a lot after, you know, in her 50s and 60s. And that's when she hit. So I, there's there's no timeline. You see all those memes that everybody's like, Oprah didn't have her first oh, magazine yeah. until she was yada yada or, uh, you know. I think it hits when it's supposed to. And, and also really accepting that your success is not someone else's definition of success.
0: And that's the other thing too, mm-hmm. because me personally, like just having my family, having mm-hmm. my good solid set of friends, Just having the life that we've made together, I'm like, this is... That is golden. This is amazing. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it in for anything. And if that meant I would never act, I'm like, so be it. So be it. Obviously, I do want to be acting.
1: Also. I know. All the also, <laughs> also but that's the that's like the the icing on the on the cake, yeah. you know? Like we got this really tasty cake of this beautiful life and you know, my kids drive me crazy, but I love them to death and my husband's amazing and thank God we love each other cuz we've been stuck in this house for, you know, 13 months now. Um but the the work part is just like the is that beautiful frosting and the sprinkles yeah. and all that, you know, on top of it.
0: And it's um, just going to make everything sweeter.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, and I do find there was um, a teacher at the studio who'd always, he was manager and he would always be like, this is a 10 year town. And I'd be That's like, cool, Oh, fuck off. sorry. yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not true. It is, it
1: is not a 10 year town. It is a 10 year town of busting your butt, doing theater for no money, doing, you know, a, a couple of co-stars, maybe booking a commercial starving, you know, because you, you didn't, you couldn't work that night because you were stuck on set or in an audition, you know, it that's the 10 years. And then there's another 10 years of, okay, I've, I've built a little bit of a relationship with some people and I'm starting to book an occasional co-star and I'm, you know, got a small indie film. And then you've got another 10 years of, oh, I've now I'm reached the guest star status. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it is a, you either choose to do this. Oh my God a friend of mine once said to me and it it upset me a lot. He was like, so-and-so just left the city and -and so-and-so just left the city. This is not an actor and left the business. And he goes, I really think that the crazy ones really get out. I mean, and the smart ones get out and the crazy ones stay. I was like, so how do you, (laughs) this is a friend of mine. (laughs) It's like, I've been doing this for 35 years and I feel pretty sane at this point. Um, So I think it's actually the opposite. I think the people that came and just wanted to be famous and and do it for the yeah. money you realize oh you mean yeah. i actually have to work at this they leave yeah you know but you know it's it is a it is a lifelong journey if you want it to be you yeah. know? some people don't like the hustle and don't like the
0: yeah it's a long haul thing absolutely um, but also in this time of you but in all this time as well you created and wrote missed america Yes,
1: which we are still working on. Eventually oh. we'll finally get it shot. We still have two more episodes and those two episodes are going to require a lot of money. So we are working on the pilot and we're working on the um, like the teaser trailer basically to help get us some funds. When quarantine hit, I can't afford to do all the COVID testing and all that to keep shooting. Oh, absolutely
0: so, not. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: just not worth it. Um, but right now we, yeah, we're working on the pilot. Uh, we have it pretty much edited together loosely and then working on the trailer too so Miss America is a it's a web series about a former beauty queen um who and her pageant coach and they run like a a halfway house of sorts for aged out beauty queens in Los Angeles
0: (laughs) I remember reading that when you first put it out and I was pissing myself laughing it's pretty funny and I
1: used all my experiences in, in the pageant world so I one of the things when I left the business a bit I actually went and did like the Miss America system like when I was older to try to win college you know like scholarship money Uh and so being exposed to the whole Miss America system that was a whole other world and so I used all that information and that experience and put it into this web series
0: yes well I'm very excited about seeing that thank you
1: it's part I mean it's a um it's a through line though of like making your own work yes everybody's doing it now everybody's doing web series and doing you know now it's even harder because people don't watch YouTube anymore now they're on TikTok and Instead of like a, an eight minute web series, they want, you know, a 30 second clip of comedy like that. You know, yeah. I don't have that wit to do that. That's, and I don't have the, the bandwidth either yeah. I don't like <laughs> to make that happen. Um, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens with like TikTok stars and these content creators and where things go
0: from here. I don't it's know. Like I signed up for TikTok and I think a day later I deleted it. I was like, I it is overwhelming it's so it's, it's way too much I was I like, I'm just I have a child I need to focus yeah. on and this is a I can't hole. handle it absolutely waste hours and hours and hours absolutely
1: and it's this like my kid my teenager he's 13 and he is on it all the time and he just sits in the corner with his headphones and his you know his phone in front of him he just laughs out loud over and over again and I'm like he just sat and watched like 40 videos in the matter of like 10 minutes and what is that doing to their brain you know yeah. like that lack of concentration and that anyway that's that's an old that's that's old Stacey worried about her son um but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah TikTok's way too much for me
0: um but it makes me sad though because what you're saying like every it, it really is funny as well about like making a web series and I've, I heard one time years ago I was like, somebody said if you don't have a web series in LA then who are you it was basically <laughs> like, it was so funny because <laughs> just it was at that time where web series it, were just exploding and it was yes. basically a web series was your business card which was hysterical yes. um but yeah the age of tiktok and instagram reels and all that stuff it's just like you do invest all this money and time into these web series yeah so like, well, is anyone gonna watch it is anyone gonna watch it? Exactly. I, I mean, think, I think yeah. for the most part your
1: goal, either your goal is to like sell it and mm-hmm. not be in it and accept that you're not gonna be in it. Like I'd sell my pilot and not be in it. Although yeah. I wrote the character for me. Um, that'd be fantastic if I could do that. Or it's just a way to, that sort of like putting it out in the universe. So if you're writing and you're creating and you're working with other actors, you're just putting it out to the universe. This is what I wanna be doing. Mm-hmm. and then hopefully it comes back to you and I think it does when I start when I'm working on projects and not thinking about how do I get my next audition that's when I get my next audition
0: yeah so and, and I think that's really beneficial as well by creating your your own work it gives you something to look forward to absolutely when you start producing it and like getting the schedule done and you're just like oh my god like you have a, a week's worth of work and even though you you're the one who's put it together yourself who gives a shit it's just like you're still working for a week
1: exactly and it's productivity it's like that yeah absolutely I love it I love creating but it is a lot of work it's a huge amount of work especially yeah we were lucky to be able to shoot on like the YouTube stage because my writing partner they have a certain amount of followers with her comedy group on YouTube so we had access to all their cameras and the sets and it was it was amazing like we had we didn't have to spend all that money which is incredible Mm -hmm. Um, but now we have two locations that we have to do that are going to cost some cash and we need to fundraise for it before we can do it.
0: So. Yeah, well, it's going to be
1: worthwhile. When- Once it's done, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now it feels like this giant like elephant in the, in like in my head. It's like, why are you not editing today? Why are you not working on the sound balance? Yeah,
0: it's scary. So. I think there's another valuable thing as well is I remember way back in the day when I was like, really really hustling and if I didn't do something like editing something even if it was just my show reel or if it wasn't recorded it's just whatever if it if I didn't do one thing creative in that day I was like oh my god I'm such a failure no you're not a failure It's just I can't we need rest (laughs) we need our brains to rest to be
1: a better actor (laughs) I say look there's there's I feel like there's like a few things that you need one you need a lot of luck in Mm -hmm. this business no question because there are people that Hit it and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) How did that happen? You need a lot of luck. You need a day job that will fund your craft, like, truly. Like, you need something that will pay for everything for your business. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I really recommend is this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And when I read that, it changed my life and my like my view on my career and my survival job or my thrival job that I call it now. So having a thrival job that pays for your career, do not put the weight of paying your mortgage on your craft. Mm-hmm. And that's something she really focuses on in this book. That's amazing. You should read it. So I'm lucky that I have another passion, which is fitness. So I have a personal training business that has afforded me time flexibility and funds to pay for things that I need um so yes so you need luck you need a day job that pays for it and you need talent like I really believe you need talent like you gotta be in a class regularly keep learning keep perfecting your craft no matter what that is whether you're a voiceover commercial or tv or film whatever it is keep working on it I mean, I've been doing this for 35 years and I just did my taxes last night and I spent $6,000 in classes in 2020. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> holy shit. <laughs> and that includes commercial TV film and I built my own voiceover booth. Yeah. Even though I'm not a voiceover actor yet, um, but I took tons of classes and I'm building my demo right now. So like you need to keep working on your craft. That's mm-hmm. just key and have the money to pay for you to keep working on your craft yeah that is key that was absolutely key (sighs) is there anything else you want
0: to speak about oh i don't know i don't think so i think that's it you (laughs) crammed so much into so much sorry i'm just gonna no no it's good thank you once again stacy for coming onto the show again you can follow stacy on twitter and instagram at stacy r mosley I hope you found that inspiring a little bit just knowing that everybody's path and journey is completely different. It's not always a straight line and just enjoy it as much as you can because it's a marathon not a sprint. All right guys until next time and once again thank you Stacy for coming onto the show. Bye bye.